0: Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host Jared Taylor. Today I'm joined by Nancy Lurker, the CEO at iPoint Pharma. Nancy, how are you?
1: Good. Nice to I'm be excited here. Excited to George. have you
0: on. Yeah, I, we, you. For, just so the audience knows, there was uh, this has never happened before, but this took us a couple tries uh and I'm so glad we we're finally able to talk and then as we're going through just kind of the prep before the call we found out we're in the same city this whole time which is wild um
1: <laughs> and it's but, a great city too down in yeah st Peterford, st pete florida.
0: florida we love it it's uh beautiful um although maybe people shouldn't be moving here because it seems like that's all people uh have been doing lately anyways excited to chat with you we like to keep these short and sweet It'd be great if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, and then we'll go into an overview of iPoint Pharmaceuticals.
1: Okay, so I've been 30 years in the biopharmaceutical industry, fantastic industry, I love it. And uh, I started out in big pharma, um, Bristol-Myers, and then Pharmacia and Novartis, and then I went off to run, a, uh, this is my third actual CEO stint of small publicly traded companies in this, in this industry.
0: And what was it? What was it about this company that kind of led you to to be the CEO here?
1: Well, the technology is unbelievable, and that's what really attracted me. I, I was recruited into this role, <clears throat> and uh, I'm only the second CEO. Of the company actually it was founded almost 30 years ago, and the prior CEO was a brilliant scientist. Did a fantastic job with incredible technology for the eye, um, and we really do have the leading. Um, ocular drug delivery technology, as you can imagine, it is not easy developing drugs for this tiny complex organ. And so you've got to be extremely careful um, what's developed, how it's developed, the materials you use, because you can easily cause inflammation, which has continued to plague the industry with drugs as well as devices that they cause inflammation. You can't have that in the eye because obviously blindness is just devastating.
0: And and Nancy, can you give us just quickly, you did a little bit, but can you give us a quick overview for those that aren't familiar with iPoint Pharmaceuticals about kind of uh, just just exactly your core focus? I mean, you just mentioned it, but uh, how how you operate and then maybe give us a quick snapshot of the status of products in your pipeline, if that makes sense.
1: Yep. We're actually really excited right now because we've made some significant advances just in the last year, but the company historically always was a a brilliant R and D company, but it had never commercialized products. And that, that's where I came in as well as um, really getting it accelerated on a growth trajectory. So over the last number of years, um, what we've done is we first launched a couple drugs and that now uh, has given us a, a decent revenue stream. So we've got this year, we haven't given fourth quarter guidance yet, but, you know, roughly we'll come in 30 million, give or take, um, maybe a little bit more. But I want to be careful because we haven't given exact guidance. But, and we are turning profitable with our brand. So we've got two products on the market. One is Utique for, ocular, for a very serious disease called uveitis. Um, and that's it, our our Duracert little implant that goes in. It's no bigger than a size of a grain of rice, and it delivers drug for three years. Um, we've got inc- continue to show really really good data, um, and it's the third leading cause of blindness in the world. So you've got to stop these, this inflammation from happening. And then we have a product execute that we've just actually turned over to a company called Harrow Health to do the commercialization with that. Though we still book revenues and we manage a lot of the um, supply, the manufacturing, as well as the back office. That drug is also one of our drugs, and that drug is for cataract surgery to really prevent inflammation following cataract surgery. Those two products are profitable heading into 2022, and will continue to spin off uh, cash that we can redeploy into our R&D organization. What's most exciting is we've got a product called EYP1901. And for your listeners, that's more typical at this stage. You have a a moniker like that. Eventually, we'll have a brand name. But what what is that drug? That drug is a combination of what's called an anti-VEGF, coupled with our Duracert technology. We are going. We just announced very positive Phase one results in a serious eye disease called wet AMD. There's a number of retinal eye diseases that are multi-billion dollar drugs, and the reason is because it's uh, d- these are diseases of aging. They are the number one cause of blindness in the developed world. Um, it's growing because the baby boomers are all getting older, and they're very serious eye diseases. The problem you have is on the market today are two very successful drugs, one called ILEA, one called Lucentis, and then some generics that have to be injected every month or every other month. And the problem with that is, is that you have to do that for the rest of your life. So you can imagine it's very burdensome for these patients. The goal right now that everybody's talking about is we've got to be able to get these patients out to four to six or even nine months treatment because they just can't comply. And so they keep losing their vision. And so that's where EYP-1901 comes in. With our proven drug delivery technology, DuraCert, coupled with this anti-VEGF, we are able to deliver approximately once every six months um, drug safely to the eye. Now, that's our phase one data that we just announced called DAVIO. And that also shot our stock up and our market cap up. Um, And based on that, we were able to do a capital raise. So we've got a very good, strong balance sheet. We've got capital over the next two years uh, that'll fund these clinical trials going into phase two for these large retinal eye diseases.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you just, you mentioned that too, Nancy, because my next question for you is going to be, you know, how do you successfully run a publicly traded small biopharma company that obviously you have to have happy investors, but you also have to have happy patients. So it's, it's all about striking the balance. Can you shed a little light on that for us?
1: Well, it's not easy and this is a risky industry. Um, so the goal is you have to make sure that you do your clinical trials in a way that obviously show, is it going to work? Is it safe? Um, And you need to show enough data that you can get regulatory approval. On the other hand, investors want you to rush, 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 because they, you know, it takes time, but you can't take so much time that you burn through capital. So you have to balance making sure you've got data that you're confident in and that you're designing the trials correctly. Um, And that the FDA will approve, assuming that your drug works and it's safe, while you also accelerate it enough that you can get the data out there before you burn through your capital and the investors say, all right, you've done a good job. It's complex. It's not easy. And I actually, Jared, it's interesting because I find, particularly in the era of COVID, so I'm going to digress just for a bit. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people, this is a complex industry, and, and I get, they're frustrated with, I think, the way that some of the COVID vaccines have rolled out. Why does it, in some cases, take so long? Are they really safe? But by the same token, uh, you know, we don't have enough data. So you, look, remember, if a bad side effect or safety issue happens with a drug and it's on the market, patients rightfully get upset. And so you have to generate the data that's going to make sure that you can deliver these drugs safely, but that just takes time. It's expensive to run these clinical trials. We'll probably spend well. I mean, on average, a company like us will spend 500 million to bring a drug to market. That's what it costs. So it's not easy to do all this, and it is a it remains a very risky industry.
0: Going going off of that a little bit as well, because you just talked about obviously, which it's crazy, right? But what, that could be a small amount of money to someone, or that could be a very large amount of some, uh, money uh, to someone. Um, can we talk about the difference between running a large versus a small like pharma company? Because I'm, I'm sure there are some big differences.
1: Huge differences. and And what's interesting is that basically... Broadly speaking, what's happened is there's kind of become a bifurcation in the industry where large pharma uh, is able to commercialize these big drugs. It's harder for a company our size to do that because the capital's so intense um, and small pharma biotech has become more of the innovation industry engine. So what happens is large pharma tends to gobble up the small companies because they tend to have the most innovative drugs because, frankly, we can just take more risk. Big pharma tends to be more bureaucratic, more ponderous. People are more worried about keeping their careers, so they don't want to take as much risk. You tend to find people who are more risk-oriented, gravitating to small pharma and small biotech. And so if you're comfortable with risk, come to small biotech. If you're not comfortable with risk, Stay in big pharma. Both play a key role in this whole ecosystem of bringing drugs to market. And I'll just say one other thing. You know, look, one of the things that's so wonderful about this industry is we really are becoming more and more what is saving patients' lives and extending life and making quality of life better. Surgery, it used to be the, and devices used to be the lead on that many many years ago. Drugs are really now what's happening. That's partly because of the human genome and bringing gene therapies to market. I mean, it's going to be amazing what's going to happen in the next 20 years in medicine, primarily driven by drugs, gene therapy, and other things that are going to have a remarkable impact on patients' lives. It's very exciting.
0: Yeah. You know, you're you're in such an exciting space. and. It, it helps, though, when you have that level of enthusiasm that you do, even after doing this for a while, right? Like, you, you've been in this space for a while, and you still have that excitement, which uh, that that's that's exciting for... That's why I do the video component of this, Nancy. It's because you can't see the excitement, that, that light in someone's eyes when you ask them a question. So, lo- love that. Can we, as we wrap up here, because we, we like to keep these... You know, relatively, right around 15 minutes or less, so people can consume it. And then if we have to have you on again, we will. But my my last question for you is really around uh, any suggestions you have for women CEOs, or maybe that aren't C- uh, women that aren't CEOs yet, and they have aspirations to, on how to take a similar approach to you, um, in, in kind of in their career to 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 kind of put that put this as a part of their career path.
1: Well, what I would say, first of all, is that be confident in yourself. And if you have any, and by the way, this applies to anybody. If if you have any aspirations to head for the C-suite, that includes CFO, chief commercial officer, and CEO, and there's other C <clears throat> chief titles, um, go for it. Get yourself some people who will c- help you. And I don't even like to use the word mentors anymore, because it sounds like you got to go up to a stranger and say, will you be my mentor? It's more just people you know. Ask them, say, hey, would you mind spending some time with me once a quarter, once every two months, just a half an hour as I get questions and how do I navigate my career? I I really want to encourage your audience because we need really good quality leaders. And oftentimes people second guess themselves too much. I think particularly women. And I would just say, really push yourself. You've got to be comfortable with risk. And that's the biggest thing I say. I see a lot of times people get scared of that. It's not as bad as you think. It's understanding the risk and the upside and how to weigh that. But for your career, just find yourself some people that can help guide you. It's not as hard as it thinks. you got to put the time in. you got to put the effort in. you got to prove yourself. But I would encourage anybody, people of color, women, we need more people like that in the C-suite. We need to get that diversity. So I would just encourage you to really consider it, find somebody who can help you, and then go for it.
0: That's great advice, Nancy. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree with, with everything you just said right there. Uh, sometimes that it, it, just because you feel uncomfortable with a certain level of risk, that doesn't mean stop, like... Uh, oftentimes when we are most uncomfortable in our learnings and in our journey throughout our career path, it's when we make the most strides, right? If we kind of push past that uncomfortability.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, Jared, I'm just going to say this, I, you're going to make mistakes. I have, if I look back on my career, it's like a seesaw. I have made numbers of mistakes in companies I went to, not staying too long, not staying long, whatever, or bad decisions business-wise. You gotta learn from it, and then just pick yourself up and move forward.
0: Absolutely. Well, Nancy, I'm so glad we were finally able to do this. <laughs> appreciate all your comments and all your answers to the questions. Really appreciate it, and hopefully we can do it again soon. And who knows, maybe we'll we'll see each other uh, at some point down in, in St. Pete.
1: All right, really enjoyed it, Jared. Thank you.